when I was younger, the way I grew up, we, we didn't have a, a ton of money. And so when I got a little bit older, one of the things that I wanted to do was make sure that, you know, that I never went without things that I wanted. And so I chased finances and I would go after finances and get some money and, you know, build some companies and some different things, try to hustle here, try to hustle here, try to do this and try to do that. And I realized something along the way, you know, when you chase after things, it's not fulfilling. When you chase after material things, when you chase after things of this world, it never satisfies and it never will satisfy. You know, when I reached a point where I was able to get some finances and when I was able to do some things and, uh, and not had to not have to live, you know, paycheck to paycheck every single time, you know, for a little while, it was great. It distracted me from my issues. It distracted me from what was going on. It distracted me from the problems that I was having. But here's the thing. I realized that I felt, I still felt empty. I still felt without, it didn't change how I felt inside. It didn't really do very much for me. And so I thought to myself, you know what? Maybe it's me. Maybe I need to try to fix what's going on inside of me and then I'll be satisfied and then I'll be successful and then things will work out. And so I did that. I went and got a bunch of self-help books and I tried to fix this and I tried to do that. And you know what? That didn't work either. In fact, what it really did do is it sent me into a wave of depression because when you start looking inside yourself and you start finding all these flaws and you start doing all these things, then you realize there's a lot of issues. And when you try to fix yourself without the power of the Holy Spirit, when you try to fix yourself and try to do these things and it's not the Holy Spirit convicting you about things and addressing things when it's your own person doing that, it can be really hard and really depressing because we know the things and the thoughts and the the secret thoughts and the secret things that we do that no one else knows and the things that we're embarrassed about. And what happens is a wave of stress and anxiety comes on. I'm, I'm trying to do this and I'm trying to walk on eggshells and I'm trying to do good and I'm trying to do this and I'm trying to fix that. And you read these books and you you get these things, which a lot of them are, are great and they help a lot. I don't want to knock, you know, a, a lot of the stuff that's out there. But if if the Lord's not telling you to do it and he's not in it with you, what happens is you just start seeing how bad you are. And when that revelation turns you to Jesus, it's good. But when that revelation, you take it upon yourself to try to fix yourself to be good and to do good, it's overwhelming. It's too much. And so for me, that made me depressed. That caused depression in me and that caused a lot of anxiety in me. And so I had to take a step back and I really had to think, okay, what's really going on here? Why can't, isn't money satisfying and, and why can't I do this? And, and I'm trying so hard and it's not working. And in fact, sometimes when you try to do things on your own like that, it causes resentment too, because you're trying so hard and it's not working and you wish people would understand and some people don't understand and some things go and it becomes this whole cycle and it actually makes things worse than it does better. And so what I had to do is I had to go back to the word and I had to redefine success. I had to redefine what living right was and what would satisfy. You know, I had come to, to the end of myself at that point and I had thought, you know what? I don't know what's going on. And so I really was like, 
I do this and it doesn't work. And I do that and it doesn't work. And so Lord, if you're for real, I'm for real. I need help. I don't know what's going on. I'm trying. And you know, I was reading Joshua 1.8. And Joshua 1.8 says, Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. See, for me, being prosperous, being successful, I had let the world define that for me. I had let the world define what it was to be prosperous, just finances. But the Bible talks about that we would prosper as our soul prospers. And success, I had thought that that was, you know, nice cars and nice things and nice stuff. But the Bible says, if I want to do that, it isn't about hustling and doing all of these things. It's, it's about keeping the book of the law always on your lips, meditating day and night. And this is the book of the law. This is the Bible, the word of God. And here's the thing with that. If you try to do this on your own, it's hard. It really is. Trying to keep every commandment and the law and all of that stuff in your own power, in your own way, you trying to do it the best you can, it is really hard. But when you fall in love with Jesus, all of a sudden that sting gets taken away. See, it's hard to do things on your own merit for your own merit's sake. But when you're in love, it's totally different. You know, when I fell in love with my wife, Stephanie, we've been together for 18 years now. And I love doing things for her. I love to see her happy and it's vice versa partnership, right? She helps me. I help her and it brings joy to my heart when she's happy and when I can do things that bring joy to her, they're not burdensome. And it's the same way when your relationship with Jesus, you don't want to hurt him. You don't want to do the things that are pleasing to him, that are pleasing to your father in heaven. And so keeping the book of the law, keeping the commandments, it helps you both to live the life that is prosperous and successful, but it also brings you joy because it's the joy of the Lord that is our strength. And so when you fall in love with Jesus, it changes the whole, the whole dynamic of what you're doing and why you're doing it. Because without that love, without falling in love with him, you can just be following a bunch of rules and regulations, keeping the law, and it's hard. Because doing things in your own power, that's not the way we were meant to function. We have the Holy Spirit in us. He is our strength when we are weak. He guides us. He gives us wisdom. It's a surrender to him. See, when we try to save our own life, we're going to lose it. And that actually works in more ways than one. We just lose it. You go crazy. You're like, oh my God, I can't do this. So stressful, too much. But when you lose your life for his sake, when you're so in love that no one can tell you any different, because that, that's where your focus is, right? You, you've made up your mind. You're, you've determined in your heart 
This is who I will follow. This is who I love. This is, I want to be pleasing to him. This is what I want to do. My whole life revolves around this, around this relationship with Christ. Then all the other things start fading away in the background. They all don't carry as much weight as they did before. The, what the world defines and what the world says, it, it doesn't matter as much as it used to anymore. And you get to focus on the things that are really important. See, setting your mind on him, on things above and not below, it's a big deal. Even this world talks about mindset is so important. And it is. Because many of the things that hold us back, many of the things that hinder us from our, in our day-to-day -day lives, it's not because we're not physically capable of doing them. It's because we're too much in our head. Usually the things that stop us, usually the things that hinder us and prevent us from doing things are believing the lies of the enemy. Whether it may be something that the enemy used to try to destroy my family, lack of communication. You know, when I was younger, lack of communication really came in and, and hurt a lot of people. And there was a cycle of that. And it wasn't until the Lord opened my eyes and said, this is what the enemy is using to put a wedge. And you know, it's funny because a lot of those things, like I said, it has nothing to do with the physical aspect of them. It has to do with what you believe in here. And so when you follow this, and this is your guide, and you fall in love with Jesus and you do what he says, and you let the definition of success, the definition of your life, the definition of how things are supposed to be, be redefined by this, instead of by what's around us, it changes our whole life. So we really have to be careful and, and take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. Because if we don't, our lives will look very different than the way that they were created to be lived out. You'll have stress, you'll have anxiety, you'll have fear. There's so much fear going on right now. But when you trust in God, you know, trust is one of those things where you can't theorize that. It has to be real to you. It has to be something that you can't just say and spout off and not believe. Because if you don't actually trust him, the actions will show. Don't allow fear to come in. Don't let stress and anxiety and you trying to do things in your own power. But surrender. Surrender your life to him. Surrender your thoughts to him. Because that is the way that makes your path straight. That is how we get, how we prosper, how we become successful is by meditating on this and speaking this out. That it's not just inside of our head, but it's in our mouth. You know, the Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. If there is more coming in you that is worldly, then you're going to be speaking worldly things. But if this is what's really in you, and what you're meditating on and you're speaking out, 
this is what's going to be in your heart. But, you know, sometimes I really like what, what Todd White says. And he said that when you squeeze an orange, if apple juice came out, you think that was weird. And it's the same thing with us. When you squeeze a child of God, when you squeeze a Christian, if this isn't what's coming out, and it's worldly things, that should seem strange to you. It should be the word of God. It should be the Holy Spirit speaking through you in those situations. You know, we're we're made to be a light in the darkness. Don't think it's strange that we're surrounded by evil and that we're surrounded by darkness. You're made for this. But how many times, and I'm, I'm guilty of this too, I've done, in the beginning of my walk, I've done that too, where, you know, you're driving down the street and someone cuts you off or something bumps you or something doesn't go the way you want to and you're just like, oh, ah, and things come out that aren't of God. <laughs> things come out that are worldly. But then you got to check yourself and you got to go, okay, Lord, you know what? I surrender this to you too, because you know what? If out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, there's something in my heart that's not right. See, when someone comes up to you with gossip or with something of the world or something negative, and they just want to harp on that, don't let that get in you. Because that'll, that will turn into resentment. That'll turn into unforgiveness. That'll turn into things you don't want it to turn into. And so when these things happen, like what's going on right now, don't let the media and people around you instill fear in you. Now be aware, don't dig your head in the sand, but have your mind set on things above and not on things below. You're a child of God. You're called to be set apart. And when you fall in love with Jesus and you know who you are, things don't affect you like they would before. You don't chase after things of the world because they don't satisfy. The things that satisfy, it says to lay your treasures up in heaven where no rust or anything can get to them. Because that stuff, when you lay them up in heaven, when you lay them at Jesus' feet, that satisfies. There's peace in that. There's joy in that. Take it from someone who's learned the hard way on a lot of those things. Chasing after things that don't fulfill. Chasing after things that don't really matter. See, Jesus came so that you can have an abundant life. But to know and to walk out the reason that you were created, the life that you are created to live, to walk out your purpose, you have to have a relationship with the one who created you. Because he's the one who knows why he put things in you. He's the one who knows how you're supposed to work and those things are supposed to function. You know, the Bible says to not take, not take counsel from the ungodly. And there, there's a reason for that. When you take counsel from the ungodly, they don't understand why you are the way you are. Only the one who created you knows that. Only Christ knows why he put in you what he put in you. And so the people who don't understand, they'll try to squash the things that are in you. 
They'll try to tell you to take them away or take them out or to stop doing them or that's weird or that's not the way it's supposed to be. Now, of course, we have to lay everything at Jesus' feet and surrender everything, our hopes, our dreams, our visions, and even our, our behavior and our mannerisms, and they have to be lining up with the word of God. But many times there are things that are in you that the Lord put in you because of what's to come, because of the trial that you're going to face. And if you lay those down because someone told you to, and that wasn't the way it's supposed to be, or right now, you know, how many people, how, and I don't want to knock anyone or sound negative on this, but I, I know for sure that there are definitely people that I've talked to in my life who were so convinced that technology was so evil and that the only way to actually connect with people was face-to-face -face and handshakes and all that. And I, I agree. I really believe we need the face-to-face, -face, the handshakes, or something even supernatural about physical touch. But the thing is, they didn't want to jump on. They didn't want to be a part of this. They didn't want to utilize the tools that we have, the resources that the Lord gave us. And they try to get other people to not do that. Could you imagine right now if no Christian was on the internet, if there was, if we didn't utilize these tools, if we weren't on live stream, if we weren't, you know, if we didn't broadcast, if we didn't use technology for the glory of God, the only thing that people would be hearing right now is things from the ungodly. How horrible would that be? Don't let people talk you out of things that God put inside of you. There's stirrings inside of you that are there for a reason. And because God knew what was going to happen, because he formed you and knew you before you were in the womb, he knows how to point those right. He knows what those resources he gave you was for and how to use them. And so when you take advice from someone who's not filled with the Holy Spirit, who doesn't, isn't a child of God, they're not going to understand. They're not going to understand why you are that way. They're not going to understand that stirring, that feeling. They're not going to understand what it means to be completely sold out for Christ and to be led by the Holy Spirit. They won't have that discernment. And so they'll tell you to lay those things down. And that's a mistake. There's a lot of well-meaning people, but they just don't understand. And so you need to be connected with Christ. You need to have that relationship for yourself. Because there's going to come a day where, like I said last week, where you're not going to be able to rely on other people's faith. You're going to have to know for yourself what he's telling you to do. But it starts with this fundamental. It starts with getting in the word, having that relationship. You know, when this is all done, the Bible said that though people come to the Lord and say, we did many things in your name. We healed the sick. We raised the dead. We preached in your name. And he's going to say, depart from me. I knew you not. The Bible says that Jesus stands at the door and knocks. Are you going to let him in? Is he going to know you? Are you going to know him? 
You know, a lot of people say, well, God knows everything. Yeah, but there's a reason why he gave that statement. There are parts in our lives that we have to let him into. Because that's how relationship works. It's not one way. And so letting Jesus define how your life is supposed to look, how your life is supposed to be, and not letting this world tell you how things are to be, tell you what you should be chasing after and what you should be going after and what your life should be looking like, not just going with the flow, but letting the Holy Spirit guide you. The Bible says that he will guide you in all truth and the truth will set you free. It is time to reset. Tonight, let's reset. Remember our first love and go, Lord, I surrender my life to you at your feet. And whatever you say, that's what I want to do. Whatever you define my life to be, I give it all to you. I lose my life for your will, for your glory. I chase after the things that you want me to go after. I fulfill the purpose and the calling that you put on my life. Not someone else and not what this world says it's supposed to be. Because that's what matters. And that's what satisfies. When the world is going crazy and everything is hard, you'll have that peace because you'll know that you know that you know that you know that you have that relationship. And that you're being guided by the Holy Spirit. And the one who created everything and knows everything. There's peace in that. There's trust in that. There's joy in that. There's prosperity in that. And your life will be successful. And you won't feel empty and distracted 